Greg Johnson from his new album, Thunder in Fall. We talked to Greg about space travel, depressing films, orange cones, and covering REM. Here now is Greg in his home studio in LA. Let's have a look around. Yeah, my, my, um, my studio, which is um, in this really cool old bomb factory. It's sort of arts district uh, in Santa Monica. It's what's left of the arts district. I think... Um, all of it's slated to be pulled down and made into apartments at some point, but we keep thinking, oh, we've got another year, we've got another year, and so anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See what Hang happens. in there. And the weather's been awful over there, hasn't it? It has been really uncharacteristic, honestly, mate. It's It was like I said to someone the other day, oh, I might as well move back to Auckland <laughs> if I want this much rain. <laughs> well, actually, to be honest, the summer's been amazing here this year. Last year, we didn't, I'm hoping it holds. We didn't have any summer last year, so uh, we're, we're appreciating it all this year. <laughs> yeah, that's great. All it's got to do is last to all of March. It'd be perfect. Yep, I think you'll be okay. Feel, feels good. Yeah. So uh, when do you head off? Uh, next weekend. I think, I'm, I think I arrive uh, the 1st of March, 2nd of March, something like that. Right. Yeah. Stop looking forward to it. I mean, actually... Oftentimes, March traditionally has been the best month in New Zealand, and a lot it just sort of settles down. But we'll see. Anyway, um, we'll be inside mostly playing shows. Yes, and <laughs> and so what's the configuration? Is it you solo? You playing with somebody? What, what's happening with the tour? Um, ben King's on everything, and Wayne Bell and Mark Hughes are on some of them. Okay, the bigger ones around Auckland, I think. Um, the South Island stuff, I think, is all Ben and I, which is kind of. It's a different show, really, but it's it's in some ways for me these days almost more enjoyable because it's more uh, it's looser. It's not it's not so sort of with a band. It's like now nah, let's play this track, whereas solo eh, or duo rather it's yeah. kind of yeah, yeah. It tends to follow my yeah. Because I see you're doing the thing at Oxbridge um, here in Auckland on the like the 17th, and then at the Q Theater in the 30th. So different kind of shows for both of those. Yeah, that's right. There will be a Q Theater will be the full band, but I'll probably, it's the last show, so I'll probably do a combo of the, the duo and the full band for that. I'm actually excited to play in that theater. It looks like they've really done a number yeah, of it since it's, I've been there. I mean, I was in there like 30 years ago. I was in that building. It's like, well, it's changed. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, no, it's a good, good place to play. I, absolutely. And uh, so the album just came out like yesterday, right? Or today, or where I was today, losing track of what day it is. So <laughs> I can't either, you know, and, and I'm working with some folks in um, the UK as well that are helping with some of the stuff. And between here and the UK and New Zealand, it's like, hang on, what time? We, <laughs> we tried to get everyone together the other day. It's like, this is madness. It'll be midnight yep. there. Or it's just, and then, anyway. and then just when you get it sorted out, they change daylight savings time somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that'll probably... <laughs> exactly. Like, no, thank you very much. All right. So, no. so the title of the album is Thunder in Fall. And... That's I'm right. assuming that the fall in question is the the season. You're, you've gone American on us. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, the the thunder and force uh, is a little sort of saying. It's a weather saying that just means you're in for a very cold winter. That's the, the traditional meaning right. of it. So, you know, I'm, I'm sort of obsessed with the weather, I suppose, like 
most New Zealanders or yeah. perhaps my generation of New Zealanders. Well, that's the thing. When I moved, to, when I moved to New Zealand, yeah. I realized everybody was indeed obsessed with the weather and are all, always looking at the uh, predictions and the forecast. And, I was like, oh, and yeah. it's never right. So <laughs> it's never right. That's one of the things that amazed me about the U.S. when I moved here is like, they can predict it's going to have a light shower next Wednesday afternoon at two o'clock, and they'll be they'll be right. It's like how did they figure that out? What? So I couldn't tell you it's a thunderstorm going to arrive in Auckland on the sunny day an hour yep, later. Yep, yep. Uh, well, I think there's just too much but stuff going on here. You got seas, oceans, winds, mountains. It's a it's a long canoe in a big cold ocean. Really, isn't it? <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And what about Groundhog Day? I see the groundhog did not see his shadow, so there's early spring. <laughs> you know, I've sort of vaguely followed that tradition. It's kind of like one of those ones. It's like, yeah. well, I'm from, I'm from okay. Pennsylvania, so it's near where they do. It's all about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's actually a good one. I like yeah, that one. I think it's, sort of, it's probably as, as good as any bellwether I can think of. Really. Yeah. Yep. So, so back to the album. So why have you titled the album that? Um, I think it's uh, it's actually it's slightly dark. I mean, in some ways, that record. Um, I was I sort of halfway through it. I thought, geez, I better add a bit of optimism in here as well. I think it's been quite a dark period of human history, yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't see it getting any particularly much better in the next year or so. So, I mean, that was the prediction there. I guess um, I like that the that it's it's a sort of a warning signal that there's cold things to come, and you know. As I, I, I think, like probably you're probably the same. I think our generation, we were lucky that we sort of grew up in a a nice little a little a little spot where we didn't didn't have to go off and fight well, you know, and didn't have to get into, involved in any wars. Everything seemed to be getting better and better, yep, yep. and technology's here to save us, and it's going to be great. And it's turned really, unfortunately, predictably. Um, I mean, we were we were the fools because we thought people will change. No, 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 same old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's slightly negative, but there are there are nice, uh, I think, optimistic um, elements to the record also. So. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I was talking. Who is it? Graham Nash the other day from Crosby, Stills and Nash. Oh, and yeah. you know, he wrote all these, you know, Chicago and all these songs, protest songs from the '60s and early '70s. Yeah. And he's like, it's the same now. <laughs> you know, it's just different. Yeah, totally. <laughs> The kids don't really care because they're too busy doing something. I don't yeah, know what. Yeah, yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, maybe they do, and they, we just don't know it because we're not in the same communication yeah. channels as they yeah, are. Yep. So, yeah. so this, I, 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 from what I've read, uh, uh, the sound of the album is kind of based on this piano that you have uh, acquired somehow. This very piano here behind me, yeah. Oh, this, yeah. this lovely old, lovely, uh, lovely old uh, upright piano that I managed to to score. It was brilliant. Um, on tra equivalent to trade, you just got two hundred bucks. Not bad. A couple of guys, and it just uh, you know I, I I'd been missing that from my studios. I guess my other studio was a lot smaller. There was really no room for a real piano. And uh, since I moved to this one, I thought oh, I've got to have a piano. Um, and it's just I've forgotten how much of a centerpiece that is to my, all my music. Right. Really, you know, the way that the the harmonics between, especially uprights, because they're not perfect. That's the beauty of them, you know. Um, how that can trigger melody and just generally happiness, you know. So it was built around that. And then I thought, I'm going to give that piano plenty of space. Got myself uh, one of these. Hang on. Where is it? This thing here. Just unplug it. This little guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
And uh, I thought, I'm not having any more fake synths. I'm going to have a real synth, <laughs> which, I thought, <laughs> which is kind of like, I'm going to have some real margarine. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, yeah, so those two elements, voices and a bit of percussion and, and 808. Right. Because I thought, you know, I've always had uh, my first bands were we were trying to incorporate drum machines, and it was often a disaster back then because we were trying to do it live. Right, yeah. And, you know, um, but I've always liked the kind of uh, simplicity of the drum machine and the and the, the fact that it doesn't take up necessarily a particular part of a room. So that was fun, and um, you know, Ben King and Ted Brown sung their hearts out, and uh, yeah. It's it's left a bit of space, right. I think, which is what I was looking for. So the songs, and a movie. the yeah. songs that are on the album that you've written, all one, uh, were they written with that piano in mind, with that sound, or what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, they're written on that piano. Yeah, basically all of uh, them. So um, uh, I'm just looking at that, thinking, yeah, they were. They were all written on that piano. Um, yeah. Right. So that that's that's what that's. They, they were actually pretty much the whole record was really written and done over about uh, I'd say a year yeah up until it finished in August I actually finished recordings in August so right. yeah uh, and, and it opens with a tune called The Next Trip Around the Sun I like yeah. the line about uh, wanting Pluto be, to be reinstated as a planet I know right <laughs> I mean <laughs> that was, that was a great segment that Trip around the sun. Anything else you want to say about the song? <laughs> <laughs> Venus comes rising, but Mars is tantalizing. Jupiter too big for her own good. Pluto, I think, should be reinstated. I know it's well. Just, I, I think it's a measure of time as well, you know. I mean, there's this this record does have elements of that too. I think the whole idea of space and time is really working on my mind a lot at the moment. And this whole idea of moving to Mars. I guess I started on that idea with like my "Nothing Grows on Mars" sort of single I had a while right. back. But yeah. it's you know, I, I it's still I'm realize more and more as I get older how really vast time is and how what a blip everything we know is it's a fantastic movie actually called um ariana it's a swedish movie about the spaceship that's on its way to mars and gets blown off course with a whole lot of people right. on it it's just it, it, it i highly recommend it. it's one of the darkest most depressing movies i've ever seen highly recommend it um but uh, you know they're on the spaceship it's 20 years uh, uh, everything's done they're all basically done after 20 years of floating out in deep space that keeps cutting 10 years 20 years and then it cuts from 20 to five and a half million years later and there's the ship still going along inside the ship and it's coming finally to another planet right. and it's like oh yeah yeah <laughs> that hit that hit that hit home it really right. did you know um so there's elements of all that stuff in there there's a definite space theme um you know, uh, who knows why? It's just what I happen to be sort of musing on at the moment. So, if, if Elon Musk started shoveling people back and forth, and you could afford it, would you go up? 
You know, I don't think so. I, I, I just don't think I want to be in. I mean, it's bad enough the flight to New Zealand. <laughs> Twelve hours. You know, 12 hours crammed in with other people. Uh, I don't know about three, even three weeks sounds like a nightmare. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just to get there and go, yep, pretty desolate. Yep, not much here. Yeah. Great. Can we get back to the, think, let's go back to the right. I think I just saw a headline on CNN where the States is thinking about trying to do another moonshot. So <laughs> try something different, you know. <laughs> exactly. Now, speaking of something different, you got to. A uh, guitar player named Steve Katz on the record. He plays on Grasslands. Yeah. He's not the Steve Katz from Blood, Sweat, and Tears. He's a different guy, right? No, he's not. He's now Steve Katz is a, a gentleman I met um, through a, an album project I was doing that he was working on. Uh, he's a guitar player from Saint Croix in the Caribbean. Right. Uh, I think he's originally from New Jersey, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's uh, a lot better. <laughs> not done, right? He's just a wonderful uh, and incredible, talented guy. And we were working on this other album. I said, look up. He said, hey, is there anything you want me to play on while I'm here? I'm like, hey, do you mind throwing a few licks on um, on this track, Grasslands? And so he just like, he's one of those guys who just goes, yeah. and you go, yeah. uh, wow. I, I, <laughs> Can you play yeah, less? Yeah, yeah. And then he does. It's like, yeah, that's, he's just, just a wonderful guy and a, and a great guitar Pigeons fly across the thought Will they even know their court? We might feel weather, might hear rain The hours will stretch across the plain Up grasslands forever well, So that was, you know, just the luck of uh, having your own studio and other people working there. You know, right, so he was recording at your studio? Yeah, he was doing a, a recording with another guy called Dr. Rich, who's a, um, uh, another American guy f um, based now in Australia, who I was working on a record with him. Yeah. And, and speaking of guests, you got Julia Fordham on there. She's on Smile or... or yeah. That's pretty cool. Yes, I have. It was very cool. She's a friend of friends uh, here in LA, and I met julia before in fact she'd been in the studio once before my old studio i can't remember what for but um i just had the song smile or frown i thought this could be better it could be more and so i said to julia you want to come and sing on it and then she came in and she was like oh we've got to rewrite this you've got to do it you've got to add and it was like you're right this this is she's this this bit could be and, I, and so we ended up rewriting it, it really. sounds very and, english folk now and i i was wondering if that's because of her involvement in it or did it get, was that your intention we're only half full but there's love in this crowd pull up the tables and gather around with flanagan's once stood its apartments now people will pay for them somehow Is it a smile or frown? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I always had in mind uh, a very kind of uh, that, very much that sort of vaguely sort of Irishy kind of vibe to it, traditional sort of structure. And uh, yeah, Julia definitely added to that, yeah. no doubt. Um, and it was just great to have her around. She's hilarious and great. Oh, cool. um, it was a challenge to record her voice. It was like all my 
other mics that work so well and other people were just not working. It's like, shit, what are we going to do? I said, I've got this manly, you know, um, that I don't use that often, but it's the most expensive microphone. And she says, let's try that. (laughs) (laughs) It was perfect. So, um, yeah, that was fun. She's, um, she's been around in LA for a while, but she's got a good fan base in the Philippines. She's huge in the Philippines of all places. And, uh, and of course, England and Ireland. So yeah, it's cool. It was cool to have her around. And you've covered REM on this record, Drive. What if I ride, what if you walk, what if you rock around the clock on tick, tock, tick, tock. What if you did, what if you walk, what if you tried to get off? I'd never done a cover on a record before, and I thought, oh, I'm going to try I just love that. I've always loved that yep. song, honestly. And um, I thought, I wonder if there's anything I can bring to this, because I'm probably not that much different to or Stipe in the sense that I'm an old white guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have <another> feeling. <laughs> the least popular form of humanity mm-hmm. right now, but, you know. We had our day. <laughs> <laughs> we really did. You know, um, uh, so anyway, I just thought, yeah, you know what? I've always loved that song. And I figured, I tried it on the piano. I thought, yeah, this does have a little something to it that's a bit different. And I missed the, the melody a tiny bit just to make it my own. But I just, I love the ambiguity of that song. I mean, really, what is it about? I don't know, but it does something to me. Yeah, you know? yep, yep. So, uh, and it was fun to do. So that was there it and when is. you hear the in, just the intro and you, you kind of realize, wait a minute, I know this song, and it just takes you immediately to wherever you were when you first heard it and blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's great. I, I'm great. It's great to hear that because actually a couple of people that didn't know Ari in that well I played the record to, they were like, I feel like I know. <laughs> if you played me that song before, and I'm like, no, that's Ari. I'm like, oh, right. But, yeah. I see the four, so, four guys just got together for some reason uh, last week or for the first time. Oh, did pictures and all that stuff. So it's kind of nice to see them all. I still have so standing. much admiration for Mike Stipe for doing what he did, just going, you know what, we're the biggest band in the world. Ah, I'm sick of it. I want to go and be a lecturer yep, now yep. at New York University. Off he goes. I thought it's just great. I think when Bill Berry left, the drummer, that was kind of the end of the – and he co-wrote, he yeah. co-wrote Drive, I believe. So, you know. Yes, he did. He and, uh, and once I, he was gone, it was kind of not the same. Yeah. Well, I think Peter Buck was having some issues as well at that point as well. But, um, yeah, that, so even their last singles, uh, Leaving New York, I thought was yeah. great. You know, there's some, some great. They were just great, really, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so this is uh, – so when you come here and when you come back to New Zealand, do you have like a – what do you get up to? Who do you contact? What do you – what is it like for you to go back and forth and come back home and all that stuff? Well, my 86-year-old dad will pick us up in his old Beamer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's what you want. We get the keyboard across the back seat so wide. Right. Um, and so I'll hang with him, watch a bit of cricket. Yep. And uh, and my sister's in Mount Eden, so I'll go and hang with them as well. I'm, I'm brother-in-law. Uh, and then, you know, just old friends. Um, Auckland's changed so much, I don't really even know where to go anymore. Um, it's covered, in, it's Brago, covered in orange cones these days. It's just like the... You know, 
my, my daughter and I had a running gag. We were there a year ago, with, and she, it was like the place has been taken over by orange cones. They're multiplying. Yep. I, I wish I had a share in the orange cone business, honestly. <laughs> I, I think you, <laughs> New Zealand, you'd be great. Yeah. Yep. Somebody's making a buck off of them, but it, it's not me. I, I mean, do you have to have them every three feet? Do you have them every 10 meters? Surely we'll do the same thing, but no. Yeah, no, no, no. Anyway. And they're stacked up, and it seems like they're just there for the taking. And so, I think they're an environmental and visual <laughs> hazard, honestly. You know, they really are. Yeah. What's happened to these? Are they biodegradable? I, want to I doubt it. Too. They're very plastic. No. Yeah. 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 Now, there's a business. Hey, come on, mate. Let's start this one. Uh, <laughs> recycled biodegradable orange cones. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Well, sounds like you're ready to come and play. Yeah, I'm. I'm really amped for it, honestly, mate. I've I've really been um, playing that piano a lot and just loving music, you know, in a way that every every year more, I think. So um, I'm very much amped to do it, and I've got this, which took me. 58 years to get together but look it's my little book of uh finally i put all my songs oh. well, not all of them 80 i've got 87 of them so far the ones i actually might play right. all in this book with the with the lettering so small i can't actually read right. it so i've got to still repeat. but the chord's just big enough i forget and so you know probably the tour after this one uh, i'm thinking about doing a throw the dart oh yeah well who is it um um, T-Bone, somebody I saw, it was Elvis Costello and somebody, they had like a, a spinning uh, Yeah, my, my English mate Like a Wheel of Fortune that. kind of thing and yeah. <laughs> spin the thing and see what song was going to be next Yeah, cool. yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool, or, or, or just do a request at the start of the show or pass a hat round or I don't know, something yeah. but I think, you know, I've got enough in that catalogue now I could do that Definitely. quite quite successfully yep. um, as a sort of, you know, so as I always play my top top 10 i suppose sure. that people want that they know the most and then the other 10 for the concert are you know you know uh, hobson's choice no not hobson's choice that would be something no it's not hobson's choice <laughs> all right <laughs> like that <laughs> someone else's choice my choice yes of course excellent all right well can't wait to see you here it's uh, just a couple of weeks away catch up we'll with you, see you soon, yeah. good luck with everything thank you bye thanks a lot cheers buddy bye